your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 415 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today... It's basically going to be the Igor Shesterkin show. We have the news that he signed a new four-year deal with the New York Rangers. I'm going to talk about why I think this is a great move for both sides. I will also acknowledge that there is a little bit of risk that comes with the Rangers given this kind of a deal to a young player who has a mostly unproven track record, at least in the NHL, because he's only played 47 career NHL regular season games. So this is a good chunk of change to commit to somebody who has such little experience in the NHL, but overall, I do think it's a good deal. I do see, you know, going on social media, there are at least some Ranger fans who seem a little bit hesitant, seem a little bit nervous about this deal, once again, committing this kind of money to somebody who has only played a handful of NHL games, but we will get into all that, and I will address those risks and also address why I don't think it's something that should concern people too much. I mean, there is some risk there. I will acknowledge that. But overall, I think it's a risk worth taking for this New York Ranger team. And then we will also talk about Henrik Lundqvist and where his potential comeback stands. He was posting on social media the other day. So got to talk about that a little bit as well. And yeah, with that, let's go ahead and start with the man of the hour here. Igor Shesterkin signing a new four-year, $22.6666666 million with the New York Rangers. That is an average annual value of $5.65 million. And it should be noted, that is the most money ever given in terms of average annual value and total dollars to an NHL goalie that is on his second NHL contract. It narrowly beat the previous record set by Sergei Bavrovsky, who signed for $5.625 million per season. But again, I think this is a risk worth taking for the New York Rangers. There's nothing, there's no red flags, and there's no real reason to believe that Igor Shesterkin will not go on to be a very, very good NHL goalie. Maybe even a Vesna candidate, maybe even a Vesna winner, maybe even a Stanley Cup champion. This is the guy that you want to go forward with if you're the New York Rangers. And we'll go over his stats, and then I'll kind of build on you know that general overall point why I think this is a solid deal for the New York Rangers. So again, Igor Sesterkin, it is a small sample size, 47 games. He has posted a record of 26, 16, and 3, a goals against average of 2.59, and a save percentage of 935. And to kind of just take it from the top here, I realize that, you know, the KHL and the VHL and the AHL, these leagues are not the NHL. And obviously, whatever numbers you put up as a goalie in leagues like that, they're probably going to come back down to earth at least a little bit once you get to the NHL. Some of these numbers that Igor Shesterkin put up in these leagues are completely unsustainable. And I realize in the past, you know, I've talked about some of these stats, these just insane stats that Igor Shesterkin posted in some of these leagues. Uh, but I haven't talked about them in a while. You never know when we could have some new listeners. And these stats are just so otherworldly that they're worth marveling at, at least from time to time. So he only had the one season in the AHL with the Hartford Wolfpack, but 
25 games. He won 17, 4, and 3. He had a goals against average of 1.90 and a save percentage of 934. But listen to what he did before that in the KHL. So 117 games, not exactly a small sample size. 80, 19, and 15 record. He had a goals against average of 1.68 and a save percentage of 9.35. That is just absolutely out of this world. And He's basically just dominated everywhere that he's ever been. I wouldn't say that he's necessarily dominated the NHL, but he's been darn good in the NHL. And when you look at the full body of work, his his track record, basically ever since he started playing hockey all the way up to current day, there's no reason to believe that Igor Shesterkin is not going to be a very, very successful goalie in the NHL, especially as the Rangers continue to get better around him, as these young defensemen continue to emerge, as Adam Fox, I mean, the sky is the absolute limit with him. He just won the Norris in his second year in the NHL. Ryan Lingering continues to get better and better. Ke'Andre Miller, looks like the sky's the limit for him as well. We haven't even seen guys like Nils Lundqvist. You got Jacob Truba back there. He's solid as a rock as well. So I think this Ranger team is just going to get better and better. Igor Shesterkin himself is going to get better and better, and Igor is going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of an improved blue line. But as far as the risk, because I do see some Ranger fans out there who are not necessarily convinced that this was the way to go, there are really only two reasons why I think this new contract carries really any risk for the New York Rangers. Uh, We already kind of went over one, and that's a small sample size. The other one is injuries. Igor Shesterkin has had a couple of injuries since coming into the NHL. The small sample size, like I said, we already covered it a minute ago, 47 games, uh, but this goalie, Igor Shesterkin, is someone that the Rangers clearly believe in, and this move... I believe will save the Rangers money in the long run because if Igor Shesterkin was to get to unrestricted free agency and he basically does over these next two seasons what he's already been doing in the NHL and that's going out there and putting up rock solid numbers and he makes it all the way to unrestricted free agency and he's able to negotiate with all 32 teams in the league rather than just the Rangers, then I believe that Igor Shesterkin would have probably ended up with a contract that would pay him quite a bit more than $5.65 million annually. So I really do believe, even though the Rangers, like I said, it's a little bit of a risk with the small sample size. Even though they gave him this contract with Igor Shesterkin having played just 47 games, I do believe it's the way to go because it will save them money in the long run. And they don't have to fend off 31 other NHL teams that are looking to add a potential franchise goalie who at the time would have been just 27 years old. If they had just signed him for the next two seasons and he became an unrestricted free agent, then look out. I think Igor Shesterkin would have landed a pretty massive payday. It could have been by the Rangers, but I think it would have been more than $5.65 million annually. So that's the one reason for concern, but I don't think it's really that much of a concern because like we said, he's dominated every level of hockey he's ever played at. The other thing is the injuries. I do see some fans that are a little bit concerned about this uh, and we'll go over kind of his injury history here and then I'll try to alleviate any of those concerns that you might have regarding the injury. So this past season, his most recent recent injury. He was injured in a game in early March against the New Jersey Devils. It was a non-contact injury. He was moving to his right. The Devils had a two-on-one. He was trying to push over to his right to try to stop a shot. He did end up stopping the shot or at least uh, causing the puck to go wide, but he suffered an injury on the play. He ends up missing three weeks or 10 games with a mild groin strain. And we were all really nervous when this happened because Igor had to be helped off the ice, wasn't really putting any weight on his right leg. It ended up being less severe than what was initially feared for anybody who was watching that game live as I was. So that's one injury right there. He also had what was initially diagnosed as an undisclosed injury prior to that 
uh, return to play playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's back when everybody was being deemed unfit to play as part of the league's COVID protocols. Uh, but he missed games one and two of that playoff series. What happened was during the exhibition game against the Islanders during the return to play in the bubble, he hurt his groin. So two groin injuries in two years. Yeah, I mean, look, that does cause a little bit of concern and it does make certain fans nervous, I'm sure. But to me, it's just two injuries and it's a risk that I'm willing to take. And obviously they were not major injuries. He didn't end up missing a ton of time. Uh, the one this past season, he missed his three weeks and this won the season before that, he ended up just missing the first two games of the playoff series. Obviously, it happened at an inopportune time going into a playoff series, and the Rangers, of course, falling into a two-game-sending hole there. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, he doesn't pick what time of the year that he wants to get injured. So, uh, those are really the only two injuries. He did have an injury back in February of 2020, a rib injury, but I'm really not even going to count that because it was the result of a car accident. If you guys remember, he was in a car with Pavel Buchnevich, and the accident wasn't even their fault. The car in front of them basically did something stupid to make a long story short. And as a result of that, Igor Sesterkin suffered a rib injury. So I'm not going to count that one. It had nothing to do with hockey and probably would have happened to just about anybody that was in Igor Sesterkin's uh, situation at that time. But to me, this is still a risk worth taking. To me, it's low risk and very, very, very high reward. And if I'm the Rangers, I'm not going to let two fairly minor injuries scare me away from committing to someone who could very well blossom into the Ranger franchise goalie if he hasn't already done that. And there's part of me, honestly, that wishes this deal was for a little bit longer than four years. He's 25 years old right now. He'll be just 29 when the contract expires. And if he continues to play the way that he's played thus far in his NHL career and really his entire hockey career, then he's going to be set up to cash in when this contract runs out. He won't even be 30 and the Rangers might have some work to do at that time. I get the feeling that Igor's next contract could be for quite a bit more annually than this one currently is. So to me, it's a win-win situation. From Igor Shesterkin's perspective, I don't see how you say no to a deal like this. Basically, he's got $22.66 million coming his way over the next four years, and then he's got a chance to get perhaps an even bigger contract when he's just 29 years old. So to me, everybody wins here, and I understand there is at least a little bit of risk, but hopefully uh, I've done a little bit to alleviate some of that from you guys going forward. Those of you who may not be completely sold that Igor Shesterkin is worthy of this contract, given, this, again, the small sample size and uh, a small injury history as well. But we're going to continue to talk about this in just a second. And to further alleviate some of the concerns that some of you might have, what I'm going to do is actually compare Igor Shesterkin to some other goalies around the NHL and kind of look at what they're making annually and discuss whether Igor Shesterkin is likely to become a better goalie than them going forward. Or maybe there's certain goalies who aren't making as much as Igor Shesterkin that should be making more. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we're basically just going to kind of compare and contrast contracts uh, in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
We're going to get to comparing Igor Shesterkin and his contract against other goalies across the NHL and their contracts in just a second here. But one thing that I wanted to do real quick, uh, again, for anybody who might be uh, having some issues with the Rangers giving this contract to Igor Shesterkin, here's the question that I pose for those people. If not Igor Shesterkin, then who? Who do the Rangers have right now? Or who can they trade for? Or who can they pick up as a free agent that's still out there on the market right now? Or who's going to be a free agent next season that is a better option and a more inexpensive option than Igor Shesterkin? Or even just a slightly comparable option to Igor Shesterkin? I really believe the answer is no one. I mean, you can look in-house. You can start there. You got Alex Georgiev, who will be a restricted free agent after this upcoming season. I don't think he's as good as Igor Shesterkin. You can go by the stats. You can go by the eye test. You can go by pretty much anything. And he, of course, has been coming up in some trade rumors recently. Keith Kincaid, I mean, there's no way. You know, this guy, he's had kind of a weird trajectory, and he did a nice job for the Rangers last year, especially considering the fact that he was the number three goalie. But forget it. I mean, he's nowhere near... Uh, he has nowhere near the upside that Igor Shesterkin has. I think everybody can agree on that. As far as other in-house candidates, I mean, Tyler Wall, former six-round draft pick. He had a 3.58 goals against average in the AHL this past season. You've also got Adam Huska. He was a seventh-round draft pick. He's spent three seasons in the AHL, has yet to make his NHL debut. A career goals against average of 3.02 in the AHL and a career save percentage of 892. And... Those guys may yet continue to develop. I don't look at either one of them and think like, oh, this guy, he's the franchise goalie. He's the goalie of the future for the, this New York Ranger team. He's the guy that's going to be lifting the Stanley Cup over his head uh, when the Rangers win it within the next five years here. I just don't see that. I mean, as far as free agents who are still out there, Devin Dubnik and Curtis McElhenney, do those sound like, you know, franchise goalies to you guys at this point in their careers? I still think both of them have some value to whichever team ends up potentially signing them, but Dubnik's 35, McElhenney's 38. Uh, Tuka Rask is still out there, but he's only going to play for the Bruins if he plays at all, and it would probably cost more to sign him than it would cost to sign Igor Shesterkin, the contract that the Rangers just gave to Igor Shesterkin. As far as guys who were available this offseason, Philip Grubauer, he's a good goalie. I mean, he was dealt to the Seattle Kraken, but he is also making a little bit more than Igor Shesterkin. And then as far as other goalies that were available one way or the other this past offseason, or the offseason that I suppose is still ongoing here, I mean, listen to some of these names. Peter Mrazek. Freddie Anderson, Yaroslav Halak, Braden Holpe, Linus Olmark, Antti Ranta, Jonathan Bernier. I mean, who among these players should the Rangers have targeted and gave them the keys to the kingdom over Igor Shesterkin? I don't think that player exists. So to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. The Rangers had to lock up Igor going forward, and they have done that with this four-year deal. And with that, I want to go ahead and just kind of compare Igor Shesterkin to some of the other goalies and what they're currently making uh, around the NHL here. Because, again, I, I see a lot of people saying, you know, this is too much to give to Igor Shesterkin, too much to give to an unproven goalie. Uh, in terms of how much total money is due to Igor Shesterkin, it is the 16th most of any goalie in the league. And in terms of average annual value, which I think is probably the better barometer here, Igor in this upcoming season will be the league's 12th highest paid goalie. So I don't think it's anything egregious. And honestly, let's just look at the list here. For everyone, who, again, who's so concerned about the Rangers overpaying here and you can't give this much to an unproven goalie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's take it right from the top here. Let's look at the top five highest paid goalies in the NHL. Let's just start right there. The highest paid goalie in the NHL right now is Carey Price. He carries an average annual value of $10.5 million, and he will not be a free agent until 2026. And obviously, look, Price 
clearly had a really, really nice bounce-back season for himself this past year, especially in the playoffs, taking the Canadians all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. But that contract was starting to look a little bit dicey uh, up until this most recent season because Price had fallen on some hard times and kind of tailed off a little bit, kind of regained his form this past season. And, you know, I, I think him being the highest-paid goalie does make sense because before he signed that contract, he was truly probably the best goalie in the game. So that makes sense from that perspective. Number two... Highest paid goalie in the NHL in terms of average annual value is Sergei Bobrovsky. He makes $10 million a season. He won't be a free agent until 2026. That's not really looking so good right now. Bobrovsky has basically struggled ever since becoming a member of the Florida Panthers. Number three, you've got Andre Vasilevsky. He makes $9.5 million per season. Well-deserved. He won't be a free agent until 2028 and probably the best goalie in hockey right now. Number four, you've got Marc-Andre Fleury. He makes $7 million per season. Again, well-deserved. He won the Vezina this past season. He will be a free agent in 2022, so after this upcoming season. And then number five is John Gibson, who makes $6.4 million per season, and I don't really think he's been all that great in recent seasons. I realize the team around him doesn't really do him any favors, but he signed through 2027, so that's a long-term deal, and the Ducks paying a lot of money to John Gibson, who's kind of faltered in recent seasons, and we might as well just keep going here. I'll just go all the way through the list, all the way to Igor Shesterkin. After that, you've got Matt Murray, $6.25 million per season, and... He struggled. He struggled basically ever since the Penguins traded him to the Ottawa Senators. He won a couple of Stanley Cups with the Penguins. You can never take that away from him, but he's kind of fallen on hard times since then. And what I'm getting at here as I continue to go through this list is there are goalies who are not as good as Igor Shesterkin, or at the very least would not seem to be as good as Igor Shesterkin in the years coming up that are making more money than Igor. And so I think that just kind of adds credibility to the idea that the Rangers were in the right here to lock Igor Shesterkin up at an average annual value of $5.66 million over these next four seasons here. But to kind of continue this list here, uh, Connor Hellebuck, he makes $6.166 million. He'll be a free agent in 2024. That's money well spent. You know, Hellebuck's a good goalie. Uh, Jordan Binnington, look, I mean, he won the Stanley Cup, so he was obviously going to get paid, and he has an average annual value of $6 million. He hasn't quite lived up to the form that he showed in the Stanley Cup Finals or the Stanley Cup playoffs, excuse me, for that one season, but he's a solid goalie, so we'll give that to him. Uh, you've got Jacob Markstrom, who makes $6 million. I mean, he's solid. I wouldn't really consider him elite. And then you've got Philip Grubauer, very, very good goalie, traded from the Avalanche to the Seattle Kraken. He is at $5.9 million annually. And then you've got Jonathan Quick, who, again, kind of like Carey Price. I mean, Carey Price really bounced back this past season, but Quick for a while there was in the conversation for best goalie in the NHL. He won a couple of Stanley Cups with the Kings, but he himself has fallen on some hard times over these past few seasons. He makes $5.8 million annually. And then you've got Igor Shesterkin at $5.66 million. And so Igor Shesterkin, once again, the 12th highest paid goalie in the NHL in terms of average annual value. But there are quite a few goalies ahead of him that I do not think are as good as Igor Shesterkin, at least going forward. You know, not not counting the full body of work. But, you know, you look at somebody like Jonathan Quick, and obviously he's kind of tailed off in recent seasons. You look at Jordan Bennington, he's been fine, but he hasn't really lived up to that form that he showed in the Stanley Cup playoffs when the Blues won it all. Uh, you look at Matt Murray, he's really hasn't been good at all for the Ottawa Senators. You look at John Gibson, he's fallen off. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, still a great goalie, but he's in the last year of his deal. And 
I don't know how many more years Mark Andre Fleury will be a superior goalie to Igor Shesterkin and Sergei Bavrovsky. I mean, he's making ten million dollars a season, and that contract basically looks like a disaster. I mean, I hate to be that blunt about it, but Bobrovsky really has not gotten the job done ever since going to the Florida Panthers. And so you look at all these goalies that are making more than Igor Shesterkin. I think five point six six million dollars is more than reasonable when you're living in a world where you know. Jacob Markstrom is making $6 million a season. Matt Murray is making $6.25 million per season. John Gibson is making $6.4 million a season. It's all a long way of saying that Igor Shesterkin is worth his weight in gold, especially when you start comparing him against some of the other goalies and some of the other contracts in this league. And in just a second, we will kind of put a bow on all this Igor Shesterkin talk. I'm going to take a look at some of the goalies that are making less money than Igor Shesterkin, less money annually, and try to determine if any of them are a better value than Igor Shesterkin going forward. Because honestly, if you look at this list and you look at all these goalies, you could make the argument that Igor Shesterkin, as far as value is concerned, he might be at the top of this list. I mean, I can't put him ahead of Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky makes a ton of money, $9.5 million per season, but obviously he's been worth all that because he's been the best goalie in hockey, and he's led the Lightning to -to back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. But, you know, Carey Price, right now I would say, yeah, he's a better goalie than Igor Shesterkin, but $10.5 million per season going forward for the next five years, I mean, is he going to continue to be a better is he going to continue to be more valuable to the Canadians than Igor Shesterkin will be to the Rangers over these next four seasons? I'm not so sure. So like I said, we're going to continue to dive into all these numbers, continue to crunch the numbers uh, in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
All right, so once again, let's go ahead and kind of head down the list here and take a look at goalies who are making less than Igor Shesterkin and try to figure out if there's anybody who might be a better value than Igor. I really don't think that there is, but we'll look at this objectively. If you want to move right down the list here at number 13, you've got Thatcher Demko. He makes $5 million per season, won't be a free agent until 2026. I like Demko. Demko's a good young goalie for the Vancouver Canucks. I would not say he's as good as Igor Shesterkin. I would not say he's a better value at this price tag than Igor Shesterkin. You've also got Robin Leonard, who's making $5 million a season for the Knights. And, I mean, Leonard lost his starting job to Marc-Andre Fleury this past season. That's basically what happened. You can tell that Vegas has been trying to get Leonard to kind of take over as the franchise goalie there, but he's been outplayed by Marc-Andre Fleury every single season that they were teammates there. Of course, Fleury is now on his way to Chicago, so we'll see what happens with Leonard. But I'm not going to put Robin Leonard ahead of Igor Shesterkin. No way. Uh, you've got Linus Allmark, who... Went from the Sabres to the Boston Bruins. He's at $5 million per season. There's some upside there, but I wouldn't say that Linus Olmark is a better bet to be a better goalie than Igor Shesterkin. You've got Semyon Varlamov. He makes $5 million per season. Now, this past year, I would say, yes, Semyon Varlamov was a superior goalie to Igor Shesterkin, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last. Varlamov is 33 years old, and Igor Shesterkin is 25 years old. I like Varlamov. He's been a good goalie in this league for a very, very long time. I think he was playing a little bit over his head last season. A lot of that has to do with the style that the Islanders play. And he's not making significantly less money than Igor Shesterkin. So, I mean, if you're looking at value and you're just looking at this last season, then Semyon Varlamov might top this list in terms of value returned against how much they're being paid. But again, I would not bank on this to continue. I don't even think the Islanders necessarily see him as like the goalie of the future. So I get the feeling, you know, Varlamov is a free agent after 2023. He might be moving on at that time. You've got Ben Bishop next on the list. He makes $4.916 million per season. He is signed through 2023. He's had some injury issues over these past couple of seasons. He's been a good goalie in the past. I, again, though, I mean, he's getting a little bit older. He is now 34 years old, and I don't know how much longer Igor and Bishop are going to be all that comparable. I think Igor will definitely eclipse him going forward. I think he's probably already eclipsed him, and certainly his long-term outlook is quite a bit brighter than Ben Bishop simply because Igor is almost a decade younger. You've got Miko Koskinen at $4.5 million. You've got Darcy Kemper at $4.5 million. You've got Freddie Anderson at $4.5 million. You've got Jake Allen, a backup goalie, at $4.35 million. You've got Jonathan Bernier at $4.125 million. I mean, I don't really think I have to go that much longer on here. I think the point has been made that when you look at this entire list of goalies, you look at Igor Shesterkin and his contract, you look at the goalies who are making more per season than Igor Shesterkin, you look at the goalies that are making less per season than Igor Shesterkin. I think Igor is at or near the top of the list in terms of, you know, what they make per season versus how good they are. I mean, if you just look at that ratio, I think Igor Shesterkin is at or near the top of this list. And so, once again, I do understand Ranger fans who are a little bit nervous about giving this kind of a contract to somebody that's only played 47 career NHL games, but the risk is clearly worth it. There's no reason to believe that Igor Shesterkin is going to suddenly fall apart here. And when you really compare him to some of the other goalies in this league and their salary, that's when you start to realize, like, wow, okay, Igor Shesterkin at $5.66 million per season. Yeah, that's not too shabby at all, and uh, the Rangers should be feeling pretty good about that going forward. So hopefully that alleviates some of the uh, nervousness that certain Ranger fans might have as it pertains to Igor Shesterkin going forward. And the only other thing that I wanted to do today was to kind of give as much of an update as I can on Henrik Lundqvist. He actually just tweeted yesterday he posted a picture of his goalie pads as well as his skates and this is what he had to say on Twitter not sure how many times I've been sitting here tying and untying the pads over the years 
15,000? I'm just guessing. Back at it. We'll see what happens. And then he put a smiling face emoji at the end of the tweet. And, you know, again, it's one of those situations where Henrik Lundqvist's health and safety have to come first. And if he is given medical clearance by doctors and there's a team in the NHL that wants to sign him, maybe even the Rangers, then by all means, if he wants to continue his career, I see no reason why he shouldn't do that. I mean, the only thing he hasn't done is win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, the idea of him coming back to the Rangers for a proper send-off after he was unceremoniously bought out after the 2019-2020 season, that's definitely appealing to me and some other Ranger fans, I'm sure, as well. It should also be noted that Lundqvist was ineligible to participate in free agency when it began because he was not medically cleared. And I'm not sure if that's changed in the past couple of weeks. I'm not sure if this tweet from Henrik Lundqvist is him kind of hinting at the fact that he has been medically cleared or if he's hinting at the fact that he's working toward becoming medically cleared. I'm really not sure. But either way, all the best to Henrik Lundqvist. And maybe at some point during this offseason, as we get into some of the quieter days and weeks and months of the NHL calendar, maybe we'll do an episode like we did last offseason where we kind of just look at different teams that might be fits for Henrik Lundqvist if and when he wants to continue his NHL career. And obviously, we will include the New York Rangers on that list. The only other announcement is that for the rest of August, uh, Locked On NHL, for all of its podcasts, it's going to be three days a week. So it's going to be three days a week for Locked On New York Rangers as well as the other team-centric Locked On NHL podcasts. And then I'm sure once the season ramps up, it'll be back to five episodes per week like usual. So this will be the third and final episode of this week, but we'll be back here with more New York Ranger news. There's still plenty to do in the offseason. You look hard enough, you can always find some things to talk about, especially when you're dealing with the New York Rangers. As we all know, it's been kind of a crazy year, two years, however far you want to go back with this team. And, you know, the future looks bright, so we will continue to uh, cover this team as much as we possibly can in a three-episode-per-week format for the rest of August. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.